Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show right here on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Continuing our countdown to the Patriots playoff game, Pat's Bills, Saturday night, 8-15 in a frigid Orchard Park. We're going to have the coverage for you right here on your home for Patriots football, WDEV. Joining me now to break down the game and so much more is Steve Tasker, the Bills legend, seven-time first-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, longtime Bills broadcaster. Steve, thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Brady. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being with us. And before we really get into it, I got to tell you, I went to college in central New York. I went to Oswego 2008 to 2012. And for some of those years when the Bills weren't very good, I watched many a Trent Edwards start where the only reason worth watching was you and Gus Johnson in the booth. So thank you for saving those years for me. Yeah, Gus, I told Gus a long time ago, I, Gus is a star. He was absolutely a blast. I loved him. We're good friends even to this day. And um, I knew that, you know, Gus was going to be a fixture on football games and basketball games for decades to come. He, You're right. He is a star and he was an absolute joy to work with. Well, you guys were a lot of fun to watch, even in times when the Bills weren't that good. And the Bills are very good now and the Pats are coming to town for the third meeting of the year. Let's get into that matchup. The Pats come in reeling, the Bills come in rolling. What has happened for Buffalo this last month and a half to turn it around to a point where they're consistently good? Well, their, their running game has emerged. I think in the second half of the Tampa Bay game about a month and a half ago, they found something and um, they just flipped some sort of switch or something clicked. And I think one, also in the second meeting with the Patriots, early in the second quarter, their offensive line sustained an injury. Uh, Deion Dawkins had been activated for the game, but he wasn't going to play. Only as an emergency, they thrust him in at back at left tackle, which is his spot. And they their offensive line began to click in that game. And because of that, they, you know, their running game was better. Uh, Josh was protected better. And they were just more consistent offensively. And that was one of the things that had bothered them throughout the season was just a, was a little bit of a roller coaster year. Good week, bad week. They were winning, they were losing, they were winning, they were losing. And then when the offensive line solidified and got a little bit stable up front, uh, everything else did as well. You know, it didn't happen the last time these two teams played. Josh Allen was great, specifically on third down. But historically, Bill Belichick has had Josh Allen's number a little bit. What is it that Belichick does to confuse Allen or make life tough for him? Well, they change up things in the back end of the defense, so it's it's hard for the quarterback of any team, not just Josh, to get a handle on what the Patriots are going to do defensively. Um, Josh's ability this last game to just escape the pocket, get out away from pressure, and let the and get a better view of what's going on down there, more time, um, really helps him. His athleticism really makes it tough on a defense uh, because they it's hard for the back end to hold up for that long. And he's such a good athlete that it's hard for defensive linemen to run him down. Uh, and even if they do, he's so big, he can kind of stiff arm him and even buy more time. So, uh, And his ability to just bust loose and just run instead of throw it. Uh, so he, he really presents a problem for the defense, but that's really sometimes what he has to do um, against a Bill Belichick defense to get a handle on what they're doing in the back end. He's got to just – he just needs more time because they do such a really – such a good job of disguising what their plan is. We didn't see him the last time these two teams played. How much does having Cole Beasley make a difference for Buffalo's offense? Uh, I think it, this has been, I think, a down year production-wise for Cole Beasley. Isaiah McKenzie has emerged as a, as a threat, uh, although Beasley has made some catches and still does. Um, I don't think there's any question – this year hasn't been as productive for Cole Beasley as it was as he was last year. 
Um, his snap counts have reduced a little bit, but still, all in all, going into the playoffs, he is a guy you can bet uh, is going to have his number called a great deal. Um, he's uh, one of the things he does so well is in tight spaces he gets open. Uh, he's a great third down option. Um, he doesn't really have the foot speed to go deep. Uh, so when they do want to do that, sometimes they'll they'll switch him out for Isaiah McKenzie, put McKenzie back in there. Uh, but I think Beasley's the trust that Allen has in him and his ability to get open in tight spaces underneath the coverage is really why he's such a factor. Bills Hall of Famer Steve Tasker with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. The weather is going to be super cold. It's not going to be windy. It's not calling for snow. But we here in New England thinks thinks that this uh, this forecast aids the Patriots. It's going to slow the, the Bills down. It's going to make it a power football game, of which the Pats are better suited to play in anyways. Is that true, or can the Bills still sling it all over the yard in these cold temperatures? Uh, the temperatures won't be as big a factor as the uh, precipitation. If there's snow or there's or wind, uh, the wind is a big factor in this stadium. It was, you know, certainly in the first meeting between these two this year. Uh, it's always a factor if you know if it kicks up. Um, it, it the prevailing winds come through in a predictable manner, and it really there are certain areas of the field if it's windy, you just can't operate in with the ball in the air. So if, if it's not windy, I don't think the cold will have as big a factor as the rain or the wind would. So cold, yeah, it, the Bills will probably be able to function a little bit better than they would had it been windy or rainy. And it doesn't look like it's going to be that windy, 10 to 15 miles per hour. You can operate in that. Uh, if it gets worse than that, though, it's the wind, I think, that would really bother the Buffalo Bills. But I, I agree with you. The, the Patriots will benefit from bad conditions. The Pats certainly now have questions about Mac Jones. He hasn't been very good the last month. Pats have lost three of their last four, including a disappointing loss to end the regular season against the Dolphins. The Bills undoubtedly want to put the ball in his hands as much as possible and make him be the guy that tries to beat them. How do they do that? Well, that's a good question. Um, they're going to have to play better up front than they have uh, against the Patriots. Um, you know, the Patriots, they, they, uh, you know, they just run the ball so well and the bills have struggled to stop that. Uh, Damian Harris, uh, with three touchdowns the last time they played, uh, the bills have got to have an answer for him. Um, no question about it. And certainly putting the ball in Mac Jones hands, saying you want to do that is one thing. Being able to do it is another, because you got to think that, uh, the, the Patriots know that that's kind of the strategy that most teams would employ against them but they've been very good this year at you know doing it on their terms uh letting mac jones throw it when they want him to throw it and letting him hand it off when they want to do it uh, so i think you got to tip your hat to the coaching staff of the patriots for keeping him out of those situations certainly um certainly the dolphins did a better job than that last week than most teams were able to do and the bills even in their last game with the patriots i think he was seven or he was 14 to 32 yeah. or something like that um, you know, that's, you can live like that, but you've got to make him, you know, you want him to be, you'd like the Patriots. I think if you're the Buffalo Bills, you'd like him to throw it like 45 times instead of 32 times. You know, if you're going to put it in his hand, uh, certainly the Patriots scoring as many points as they did the last time out. I think if the Patriots feel like if they can score 20 points on this Bills team, they're going to be fine. Um, and I think that's kind of what you're going to see. So yeah, the Bills would love to put it in his hands, but you know, 
having the ability to do that is something is a question that needs to be answered and how they're going to do it. You know, Nick Folk for the Pats has been great in the kicking game. He hasn't missed a kick under 50 yards from a field goal perspective all season. So he's been great. But beyond him, the Pats special teams hasn't been what we're used to seeing. And you were a guy who excelled on special teams. Is What is it that makes a player or a team great at special teams? Because the Pats are usually there, and this year they're not. A lot of hidden yardage on punts that the Pats are losing. What makes a great special teams player? Well, it's, it's a number of things. First, um, great special teams players are made by guys who really want to play special teams well. Uh, they got to be committed to it. Um, and it also comes with preparation and, and good coaching. Uh, now, you can't think that the Patriots aren't getting good coaching. Uh, but I think you got players. I, I think the turnover that they've had on their, their special teams crew has probably got something to do with it. You miss you, you. You drop one or two guys out of a core group of maybe eight to nine guys on a on special teams. You drop one or two of those guys, or switch them out for new people, and you don't always get the same production. I think that's what's happened to the Patriots. They, I, I still think they go through their protocols and their their process for getting their team ready to play. But I think in this situation, what I look at, I think you got to put this on the players for the Patriots, not the coaching staff or any philosophical problems they have. Uh, you got to have guys who are committed to doing it. And I think maybe by switching out a couple of guys that they have had in the past that aren't there now, um, just one or two guys is all it takes, and those those plays start to get away from you a little bit. Well, Steve, I'll get you out of here on this. Along those lines, uh, kind of the modern-day comp for you is Patriot special team standout Matthew Slater, a guy who certainly is going to warrant Hall of Fame consideration just like you yourself have. So I asked him this question a couple years ago at the Super Bowl, I think before the Eagles Super Bowl. I'm going to ask you it now. Everybody wants to play offense. Everybody wants to make the sexy offensive play. How how do you turn it to the point where you're willing to be a special teamer and kind of forfeit some of that want just to do what's needed to a keep you in the league, but B also be a stalwart at that position? Well, keeping you in the league is first and foremost. I mean, if you're not going to make the team any other way, I mean, you're, you got to be, you know, brain dead not to want to cover kicks. Right. So uh, that's the first thing. Certainly if if that's going to be your way, uh, you've got to have enough intelligence and self-awareness to understand where you fall in the roster. Um, And if they want you to do it, or if you've proven yourself to be able to do it, um, I think you owe it to yourself and the team to maximize that role. So if that's, if that's going to be, if you can work your way into it, and certainly a lot of guys, it takes them, they never, some guys never get the fact that they could carve out a very nice career and actually get onto the field offensively or defensively. Uh, the only way to do that is to be on the team. Um, so if you start out by a special teams player um, and you start out by, you know, you, you hear kids all the time saying, I'd do anything to play in the NFL. I'd do anything to play in the NFL. And then you get them, they actually get a chance to play in the NFL and they find out and say, hey, we want you to cover these kicks. They say, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to play offense or defense, right? So you can say anything you want, but the proof is in the pudding. You got to want to. You got to want to play it first and foremost. You want to. You've got to want to contribute. And certainly, some people will say it sacrifices your chance to be on the field and as a defensive back or as a wide receiver or running back. But the simple fact of the matter is this: if you can make the team by playing special teams and commit yourself to being better as a football player, someday you do get a chance to play. And then you can you can take advantage of that opportunity. But to give yourself an opportunity by doing something, you know, maybe for the first time for some college stars 
who come to the NFL, they've never had to cover kick. Yeah. Um, if they can give themselves a chance to stick around by doing it, they'll get a chance down the line to prove themselves as a regular down a distance player. Um, but certainly I'm, I've got a ton of respect for Matthew Slater. I love the kid. I, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, I've enjoyed watching him over the course of his career and, and, uh, he's deserved everything he's gotten and all the accolades he's gotten. So I'm, I'm a big Matthew Slater fan. Bill's Hall of Famer Steve Tasker, Bill's longtime broadcaster and a seven-time All-Pro in his playing days as well. Steve Tasker, appreciate the time. Enjoy the game on Saturday night. Appreciate you, Brady. Thanks.